Hello and welcome to Nested Photos, the productivity podcast about doing your best self even when your brain is not functioning, which is why I said doing your best self, not being your best self. <clears throat> My name is Rosemary Orchard and I am joined, as always, by the wonderful, the amazing, the not entirely made of maple syrup, Scotty Jackson. Hmm. Those who can't be, do. Hi. Hi, Rose. How are you? I'm good. I'm 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 having a surprisingly good day. Oh. It's one of those days. I woke up quite brainless and I'm feeling pretty good about life anyway. <laughs> Strong open. If you're new to nested folders, hi, welcome, hello. Uh thank you for joining us. We we like you. That's that's a good thing. Feel free to check out our back catalog full of other episodes at nestedfolderspodcast.com where, you know, there's some really great things and we do our best to keep it relevant all the time. And of course, if you really love it, if you've listened and you love it, then why not go back and join our unnested folders where once a month we get a little messy, we unnest ourselves and we spread some things out, do some listener challenges, have some fun and uh, go super nerdy on something extra for you as a bonus episode where you can get all of that extra goodness. So feel free to check that out at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested. So, Scotty, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about are those brainless minutes, hours, days, sometimes even weeks or months, um, where hmm. you know that you're doing things and some of the it's kind of just going through the motion um, of doing whatever the thing that needs doing. And sometimes you're not really aware and you become aware after the fact that you're you're pretty brainless at that moment in time. And it's not that you can't do things but you're somewhat on autopilot. You know that experience that you have where you you drive to the store and then you get out of your car at the store and you, you're like, wait, how did I get here? <laughs> like, yes. I, I, I know I drove. I just got out of the car, but I don't remember the journey. And part of this is your brain being really smart because guess what? Unless there was something important that happened on that journey, you don't need to remember that. You can just throw that away. That's fine. Um, and this is something um, that's... Uh, a good productivity trick if you can you know not remembering things it's like trying to get service after you've paid like the waiter has no idea anymore and that's mm -hmm. because they've dumped that that information out of ram but sometimes you just don't even get the information into ram and this is something i have been dealing with in the mornings recently my brain has decided that 6 30 in the morning is a great time to wake up well thanks brain i love being awake at 6 30 in the morning when you are entirely not functional Mm -hmm. And not good at making decisions and not good at, you know, picking the smart thing to do because I've only got a couple of hours before I start work. Um, and I've got, you know, a huge number of things that I could be doing, as always. And I don't want to do anything that requires my brain to be on because, let's face it, it really isn't at that time of day. Um, even post-chocolate um, because getting up at 6.30 in the morning warrants a chocolateified breakfast. Um, but, you know, I also don't want to do something that, like is completely and utterly useless. Um, and I've tried a few things, you know, I've done a little bit of yoga and stretching and stuff like that. But there's, you know, I've still got quite a while and I'm not going to do yoga for two hours. So I've been trying to find things that I can do to help guide my brain through these brainless hours. And recognizing the fact that I do have brainless days as well, where you're just not with it. It might be because you're just tired, because there's stuff going on, or you are just at capacity and your brain is just taking a break from everything for a while, but you still need to show up and look like you're doing things. Or you need to feel like you've accomplished something in the day and, uh, you know, brainless days happen. Absolutely. And, 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 and like you said, that can be for a myriad of problems that could be uh, new parenting or lifestyle changes or health changes or 
periods of the day where, you know, you aren't necessarily um, swinging for the fences or, you know, carrying on with American sport ball terms. <laughs> Ain't no one always bats a thousand, right? You, you, th- there are going to be periods of time where you just can't go, um, you know, pedal to the metal all the Wow. Every metaphor. Um, so I think, I think what we're talking about here is, um, I I'd like to talk about it from two dimensions. One is setting the stage so that you can be that when you can predictably know that that's going to be the way that you're going to be as well Mm -hmm. as how you react to that when you find yourself in that mode of operation. Cause I think those are two different, the, the, the sort of preparatory steps and the reactive steps. Yeah. Um, yes. I think are I think are important to think about when when we talk about this. Yes, definitely. Because sometimes you don't even know that you're you're in it until you've been in it for a while, and you realize that you've been staring at the same problem for like thirty minutes, and you you're absolutely nowhere compared to where you started. You know, you've maybe if you've gone around in a full circle, or maybe you just haven't even started with it. You know, you're still in the starting blocks, as it were, for using mm-hmm. sports terminology. It, it's one of those things where I found, like, if I know, and I do know that I'm, if I'm going to be awake in the morning and I'm not really going to have my brain be properly functional, then the best thing that I can do for me is give myself a list of things to choose from. Because even though my brain's not on, it doesn't like having a very narrow, focused a uh, list of do this like there is exactly one choice this is what you are going to do and that is that is it um that that's not going to make even brainless me happy um mm-hmm. so i give myself a list of you know various things that i can do which are not very important relatively speaking um and that i can do some on autopilot and it's mostly things like chores like you know like fold and put away this laundry or um you know iron these pillowcases or something like that so that i can feel like i've accomplished something but there are things that i can do without having to engage all of my critical thinking skills and this is also like a list of things that I find is not so difficult to turn to when I know I've got a bit of time because I've thrown dinner in the oven and I don't like I've had a day at work, you know, I've been working and so on. And so I don't want to be engaging all those critical thinking skills in those 20 minutes that I've got between this food being ready and me needing to prepare the salad or whatever. But I need to do something so that I've got I can use that energy and I can turn again to this list of brainless tasks that I've I've put up so you know i'm not going to have like steam clean the the detergent drawer on the washing machine there because if i use the steam cleaner wrong then i'm gonna need to go to the emergency room but you know i've got (laughs) all of the other things on there that i can do relatively easily and that's really helpful because it also means that i can just add things to that list of hey this is not particularly urgent but it bothers me so i'd like to get it done so i'll just stick it on this list of things and bam at some point magically in the morning i realize i'm sitting down to work it's like oh hey you know that the the cord in the shower for the light that you wanted to change you changed that this morning well done congratulations go you it's like oh Mm -hmm. cool i'm starting my day off on a great note even though i was not really awake and with it this morning i did one of the things that needed doing for sure i and and i i those examples that you gave are excellent i think what i would couple that with too uh when i make such checklists is i think about like this sort of like life-size mise en place for like, how do I make this just a little Mm -hmm. bit easier for myself? So for example, this morning, I knew that I was going to have to go out and clean up after the dogs because that's what you do. And that, um, that was going to entail having to move some stuff in the yard because, um, some people are coming to look at our yard today. So, um, 
I did little things like I put my shoes by the door and I put a garbage bag next to my shoes because I was going to need one of those. And I made sure that mm-hmm. there was room in the bin for all of the stuff. Um, because like using your example of, of, of ironing the pillowcases, I know me and I would probably go in and pick up the iron and go, oh my goodness, there's no water in it for, for the steaming part. I'm going to need water in it. So I go mm-hmm. and refill it by water. And by the time I've done that, I have now probably realized, oh, but I should also clean the bathroom or, oh, but I should also yeah. do all of this other stuff, except that I'm actually brainless and energyless. And so now I'm going to be either confused or disappointed or sad because I haven't just let myself run on autopilot by making sure that it was filled with water in the first place. Exactly. Yes. Um, and I found that, you know, this can also be a really good way to review where my systems and processes are not on point um, later, um, where I can look back at my brainless times and go, hey, so you know that you were going to do this, for example, um, you know, sort out um, the box of boxes, right? You probably have this as well, Scotty. The box of expensive device boxes where you've got like the iPad box so that it came in so that if you resell it, then you've got the original box, which I have to say, like, if you do like recycle devices or uh, upgrade your devices regularly, then it, it can be, you know, it can be nice to keep those. Um, but I find that every so often I end up with boxes in there that I probably shouldn't have kept. Hi, apps, uh, MagSafe Apple Wallet. I did not need you. Um, but like to get to those boxes, I have to go outside of my door. So that requires shoes and keys. Um, and then I have to open the storage cupboard and I have to move a few things to get into the storage cupboard in an appropriate way so that I can get down the box of boxes um, without it, you know, just like avalanching all over me or something. Uh, and you know what the solution to part or to part of the solution to this problem is? First of all, make sure the shoes and keys are always easy to uh, access. So I have shoes and keys by each door so that then when I need to go outside of the door, then the shoes are there, the keys are there. there mm-hmm. There's no confusion about that and that's just always because this also helps me avoid procrastinating on certain problems um and the other solution that i realized that part of the problem with things like that i just needed a piece of tape on the top of the box i put a piece of tape on the top of the box then i don't have to like be in a certain position to get it out of the cupboard without avalanching all over me like it might fall down inside of the cupboard but you know what it's a box of boxes if it was a box of ipads then yeah i would be, you know, I should be worrying about it, but it's boxes. It's cardboard at the end of the day. So I just put a piece of tape on the top of the box and guess what? It's made my life much easier when it comes to reorganizing and shuffling those around and playing 3D Tetris, which everyone loves to do. Oh um, so, so, you know, I've, it, it, but I realized that, you know, that was one of the problems that I have with that. And I was able to do that after reflecting on, hey, I was brainless at this point, you know, like I was really not with it. And then this just made it worse because I had to deal with all of the things at the same time. And I think that's the other thing. Like, you can end up in these brainless states um, because you're having to deal with all of the things, right? Where it's not just the, the uh, you know, the, the day job as well. It's also the, and everybody's been pinging you because it turned out that you were the person who knew the most about this thing. And even though you tried disseminating the information in such a way that everybody had access to it, they still kept coming to you. Um, and so you've ended up just being pulled every which way, which has meant that, you know, you, you finished like giving people information, you've got 10 minutes 
but you're going to be interrupted again. So you know that you need something brainless uh, to do for those 10 minutes. And that might be, hey, let's do some shredding or refill the stapler. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if you use a stapler, I don't know where my stapler is. Um, but that sort of thing. If you like, actually, you know what? I am going to get up and I'm going to quickly clean my bathroom mirror because that's something that regularly needs doing. It's usually on the list of things that need doing. And it gets me away from my desk for about two whole minutes. So let's do that. Um, and I have a list of things. And that helps when I know that even though I could engage my brain at this time, I probably shouldn't because I'm just going to like I'm going to regret doing it. it. It requires energy to engage your brain and to focus on things. And if you know that you're going to be interrupted, then you should conserve that energy for the interruption that's going to happen. That is absolutely it. And and I also want to pick up on what you were saying about you know, going to your box of boxes and tails, putting on your shoes and getting your keys and all of these sort of discrete little steps that I think is very, very easy to forget and take for granted when you are in high brain mode. But when you're in low yeah. brain mode, those can seem like insurmountable hills. And exactly. um, I, I, I talk about this a lot with people that I work with in, in, in my worky work, where I say, like, take a, a generic example of someone who has, say, the job title of business analyst. Okay, cool. What percentage of your time do you spend actually like business analysting? And what percentage of your time do you actually spend, um, you know, talking about the analysis that you need to do, getting approval and agreement on the analysis that you're even going to do, funding and access to the tools that you need in order to be able to do those analystings, um, and, and then, you know, helping explain the reports that you've already made, and then doing administration about all of the stuff. Um, around this, you know, for, you know, making sure that you have a key card and a corporate card and being able to record your time and all this sort of stuff. The, yeah. the, the truth is that like, and excuse me for overusing a word and I'm probably accidentally misquoting David Allen, but the work that you need to do your work is much bigger than your work. Like your yeah. actual yeah. job, like the actual tasks involved in being a business analyst are probably only in reality about like 25% of your time. The other 75% mm-hmm. of your time is in all of the surrounding belts and braces about being involved in doing that. Now I, I'm talking from the perspective of, of working in a, in a larger corporation. So, um, you know, you start up people out there who move fast and break things, bless you. Um, that's, that's awesome. Um, in other areas that are, you know, maybe more governance heavy, Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe you're even less percentage of business analysting and more time, um, you know, in, in a, if you're in a heavily regulated industry, like, like finance or, or law or something like that. Um, but I think that that's really important to remember so that when you're thinking about, Hey, how do I be brainless? A lot of it comes to how do I not take certain things as rote and how do I explicitly list them out like you said in in a checklist how do i tease out all of these little bits that i'm just taking for granted because they're quote unquote so obvious um Mm -hmm. but that are uh, and especially in meetings i think it's very easy for someone to say oh just do this and everyone says oh yeah that sounds like great and then you walk away and you realize hang on a second air quote just doing this actually also means doing that 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 and that woof yeah we're gonna need to take the time to write that down so that kind of thinking is not for the brainless moments, but when you have Mm. taken the time to dissect that, 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 and that, now you've allowed yourself to maybe be brainless about one of those things later because you have teased it out, broken down into its smallest components, understand what each of those means 
and yeah. um, how you need to share, communicate, and work in those things, um, you're, you're, you're carving a path towards potential future brainless you, which, I mean, yay. My goal is to be brainless all the time, truly. Well, I mean, that's kind of part of the the idea behind getting things done, right? The the productivity mm -hmm. methodology is that you think once a week. And there is, you know, even if you think, well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good and I can just, you know, walk away uh, from my desk when I'm or walk away from everything when I'm having a brainless moment. Think about the last time that you had a cold, like a horrible, stinky cold where you've got, you know, like a really blocked nose and everything and you're OK. But then you're standing there folding laundry and you realize that you've forgotten how to fold a t-shirt hmm. that that has happened or something like that that mm -hmm. that sort of thing has happened to everybody and so what what is worth doing is you know thinking about how you can make that sort of thing easier on yourself and if that just involves hanging over your t-shirts then that's fine um you know and you can adapt the outcome or the desired outcome of your tasks to meet your brain capacity at the time that you're doing them in some cases, but you can't necessarily do that in all cases. Um, and so it can be worth while you have the the time and the brain to do so, just sitting down and going, okay, I know this is really obvious, but let's pretend that future me is um, going to miss something because they're going to be stressed about other things and working really hard. And I'm going to make this into a really simple checklist of breaking it down of, you know, like, instead of just like, sort all the boxes of like hey no what you need to do actually is you need to put the ipad box um into the big box and you also need to look for other boxes um that you that shouldn't belong there and recycle those eg xyz box um because you know that there is a box for a mouse in there or something that you don't need anymore whatever mm -hmm. um and so just making it obvious so that then you don't have to think about it and also so that you don't forget things because i don't know about you scotty but if i think like okay cool i'm gonna go run some errands and get some stuff done and then i come back and the first thing i see when i walk in through the door is oh right there was this thing that i meant to drop off or i'm like most of the way home and i realize that i missed a task right like that's very frustrating and that happens even when I'm, you know, fully functioning, because despite having, um, you know, the best of intentions, I get excited and carried away by certain things. And I don't necessarily remember to do um, things that require me to actively take an action. So instead, I have set up passive reminders so that I don't need to be doing something. My devices can just intervene and say, hey, you're in this location, which is near this store. There are these things on the list for this store. Mm. Here you go. And then I can make the decision as the person either with or without the brain at that point, tap the list, cool, nah. Or, yep, I'm going to go do that. I need to do that right now. And I don't need to, to think about it. And... I've set this up in so many ways because I have reminders golf at specific times of the day to say, hey, do the thing, because it doesn't matter whether or not my brain is fully functioning at that time. If I need to, I don't know, um, take out the recycling because um, the uh, the people are going to come and empty the recycling bins, then I need a reminder to go off to say, hey, you know, like go get rid of that pile of recycling like right now, because otherwise, you know, you're you're going to have to like half fill the new bin with it or something. Not that mm -hmm. big actually, because we have dumpsters here, but um, <laughs> you know, like that's the sort of thing where, you know, I found that just by doing a bit of planning in advance and also trying to make some things routine so that it just happens without me thinking about it, because this way I'm saving my brain energy for the things 
where my brain energy is worth investing. My brain energy is not w worth spending lots of time on sorting laundry and going, oh, well, does this classify as white or is it a very light gray or is it perhaps a beige? Mm. And should I wash those three colors separately? I don't care. I sort it when I take it off and it goes into the thing very occasionally. I, I have to adjust how my laundry baskets are distributed, but, you know, the vast majority of the time it's just done. So even if I've got a horrible stinky cold, I can still get my laundry done and I don't have to worry about ruining it. Yes. I I, I, I really am digging the notion of both both that good combination of time and location-based reminders that help keep things going. Mm -hmm. I think the other um, big... Um, pillar for me and all of that is other people and so i yeah. think like for our our family we've developed a couple of like <laughs> air quote safe words or signals right so like if a particular emoji is sent that means i'm i'm brainless right now i and i need i may need help or please don't rely on me for too much um it's just kind yeah. of a way of like lightly signaling like hey um if you have heavy lifting that needs doing, and we're thinking that I was going to be the one to do that, I'm very sorry to disappoint, but I'm not going to do that. So um, how do we, you know, enlist other people's help? But at least there's a modicum of awareness, right? So like, yes. I am, uh, I am not physically capable. And then we also have like, I am not like super mentally capable. So like, um, my wife and I understand that, you know, 9pm is not the time to like, sort out big decisions about the week ahead. That is a good like early afternoon kind of conversation uh, on a on a Sunday as opposed to um, uh, as opposed to like, you know, 930 p.m. on a Wednesday. Right. Like <laughs> that's just not going to be the time where we're going to be yeah. able to make quality decisions. So knowing these things um, about ourselves and each other and also like communicating them and having like a discreet conversation to say like, hey, you know what, when we have big conversations or like big decisions to make we should not do those when we are brainless. When are we brainless? Um, and and yeah. so creating those agreements uh, around you as much as possible so that you can um, honor your brainlessness, um, which is, which is great and not feel like, cause for me, the, 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 the worst part about brainlessness isn't necessarily the brainlessness itself, but like the fear of disappointing someone. Am I missing? A, yes. Did I, did I tell someone that I was going to do something that now I, maybe can't do or am not doing maybe I'm not doing and I don't even know about it like that's the yeah. kind of stuff that really gets to me so if I can be brainless but at peace with that I mean that's that's the big goal here brainless but yeah. at peace with it yes and I, f I personally find the best way to be at peace with that is to do a bit of preparation in advance to go like hey these are the things that you're planning on getting done tomorrow these are the things that you need to do sometime this week that are really important to you. Or, you know, these these are the things that you want to do when you go to X location or whatever it is. So that then on those days and at those times, I don't need to think about what it is that I do or do not need to do. I can just do, um, you know, do or do not. There is no try. But, mm. you know, when when you're brainless, you can't try. You've got to save that brain energy for the, the do. And so hopefully you can give yourself uh, or in your future self a, an easy list of and how and what do I do and how do I do it? Um, and sometimes also the why do I do this? Um, because 
you know, why why are you doing this can also be useful to remember when you're completely brainless and you're staring at your keyboard going, why did I need to send this email to this person about X, Y, Z? Like, why why was this important again? You know, if you if you've got a little bit of context to remind yourself of, yeah, this was important because of this reason, then that can be quite ha- helpful too. Just because, you know, even even those people who are permanently firing on all cylinders have days when they don't fire on all cylinders. And it's good to be able to be nice to yourself about that sort of thing, because there's no point stressing yourself out even more when you're already dealing with, you know, your brain's temporarily gone bye bye because everything of all the other things or just you're tired and mm-hmm. you didn't get a, a good night's sleep. And so you're not fully functioning. Um because I know, I know, Scotty, um, the day that I go on holiday or the day working day before I go on holiday and the working day after I come back from holiday, I deliberately don't plan to do too much. Like, it's not that I'm not going to be present at work and do my job. I will be. But I'm also not going to plan to, the day before I go on holiday, start a really big new project. And the day that I come back <laughs> from a holiday, I'm also not starting the really big new project. I will deal with whatever needs needs handling, sure, but I am going to avoid starting something that I can't immediately finish and also you know the day that you come back from from a trip if you've been away for a week or more then you you know this is even more common like there's just people that want to like catch up with you and say like oh right so this happened while you were gone um and so we did this but you actually might want to do that differently or something like that you know being able to then take that on and deal with the constant interruptions even if you know you're fully refreshed from your break Mm -hmm. other people are going to need your time and so you're, you, can, you can try and use your brain to focus on the things that you want to focus on. But if other people are uh, doing everything else, then you, you need to anticipate and handle that. Totally. And, and, I, and then I think the, the last thing that I think about, and, I, and you mentioned this earlier with you know, uh, filling a stapler that you may or may not even exist in, in your cinematic universe, I don't know, but having defaults that you can, that you can um, lean on so that you can feel productive even when you're even when you're uh even when you're brain dead. So like for me that's okay now now it's time to do my expenses. Now it's time to empty my paper shredder. Now it's time to um go through like this stack of administrative tasks that I just kind of look at, you know, as well mm-hmm. as often as I'm brain dead. So I mean, I would say once a week, but let's be <laughs> honest, it's probably more like twice a day. Um you know, or, um, you know, picking up and going through, you know, papers that have made their way onto my desk, having defaults that you can just lean on so that you don't even have to think about, okay, I'm brain dead. What am I going to do? I don't even have to think about what I'm going to do. I just have a default for that as even like, this is the first thing I do when I realize that I'm brain dead. And that gives me enough time to consider, Hmm. okay, what might I do next? Um, from right. my brain, from my brain dead list of options after I've done this one, that is always the default that I go to first. Um, I think, yeah. I think that's helpful because then, it, then I, before I even look at the list of brain dead options, I'm already a little bit in motion and that makes me feel a little bit better about the state that I find myself in. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, and you know, there, there's nothing worse than knowing that you're not up to full power and then feeling bad about that on top um you you just need to be able to do something so that you can get things done and get get into a little bit of a groove even if it's a very bumpy groove so that you can 
do your best for today and then tomorrow is a new day. And hopefully tomorrow, if you're brainless, then it will be brainless because you've already planned a list of things that you need to do so that you can just do instead of having to think about what to do. In the meantime, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sticking through an entire episode. Uh, we greatly appreciate that. And if you would like to check out some of our other previous episodes, then you can do so over at nestedfolderspodcast.com, where there's also our bonus uh, unnested uh, special members uh, edition where you can sign up and get a bonus monthly episode, including listener challenges, which you are more than welcome to send us. We love those challenges. We love those questions. And uh, we love doing this podcast. Uh, you can also use the contact us form there or use the AMA on the Unnested Folders uh, site. And of course, you can contact us on Twitter at Nested Folders. But we also exist. We are people on the internet. Scotty, where can people find you? Uh, I uh, live on the internet at heyscottyj.com uh, or by the same name at heyscottyj on the Twitter. How about you, Rosemary Orchard? Where do people find you? Uh, you can find me at rosemaryorchard.com and you can also find me on Twitter at rosemaryorchard where I tweet about things and recently there was some WWDC fun. So, you know, why not? In the meantime, we'll be back in two weeks. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>